What is good, everybody? We are finally here after months of talking about it, speculation, delays. The Fantastic Hip Hop Podcast is finally here. First of all, I just want to say thank you for everyone who's checking us out. I hope you guys stay and enjoy this episode. I'm your host, Mark, Mr. Fantastic, the founder, the one who's built this page, this network up. And, you know, I just want to give you a little rundown of what this podcast will be about. We're obviously going to be talking about hip hop, debating things. We're going to have artists, rappers, producers, other celebrities even coming on the show. We're going to talk to them about their experiences with hip hop, their lives in general. We're going to be bringing in a lot of guys. This is going to be a direct outlet to connect with artists who you maybe never heard of. Maybe you have heard of and you never had, you know, so much personal insight on them. It's going to be super great. It's going to be super interactive. I'll even end up having some hip hop personalities from the Instagram community underground rappers everyone's going to be involved in this this is going to be great it's going to be so many guests it's going to be super fun and i want to introduce everyone to our co-host anthony and tell first of all tell everyone where they can find you uh anthony dot underscore justice it's a new brand page we're building it up um that's on instagram of course uh soon to be other things but right now it's just instagram it's coming um, to myspace soon for all my myspace people i'm on a myspace you know um but uh I'm, I'm happy to be here, and um, I'm sure you guys will all get to know me, and uh, let's talk about some rap, you know? Let's talk about some hip-hop. Let's get right to it. So the way we're doing this episode is going to be a little different from most. We're starting this off, especially right now. There's really nothing we can talk about besides maybe the Grammys and Drake's new EP because hip-hop is so dry right now. 2021 has been such a dry year so far. We're three months in, and I really pray to God it gets better because right now, I feel like I'm a homeless dude asking for spare change when it comes to anything decent to talk about in this community. So we're going to be talking about a bunch of questions, hot takes, debates that you guys have submitted. We're going to be going over them. We're going to be shouting you guys out. So, you know, be sure to look out for your name. Maybe your name will be on this podcast. And so we're going to waste no more time. Let's get right into it. So our first question is coming from Alex Baxter 04. It's not a question. It's a statement. He is saying that Jermaine Lamar Cole is great now you guys know where i stand on j cole so i'm gonna hand anthony the torch right now yeah so so here's what's great about this question right now is this is maybe what me and mr fantastic disagree about the most um personally do i think j cole is great i'm gonna say yes i do and i'll explain to you why um i think he's an outlet i think that what he does he does really, really well. And I think that when it comes to somebody that Cole got me into music and especially rap, um, there are a lot of people, sure, who do what he does at a better at a better extent and at a better rate. There are a lot of people who do what he does and they probably do it better than him. However, when it comes to, yeah, of course. And <laughs> am I saying he's the greatest of all time? No. Is he? I know that there are a lot of crazy Cole fans out there who would put him at one or two or top five. He's not. But the question is whether or not he's great. And I personally think he is. I think that you're going to hear Mr. Fantastic side after me. He's going to slander Cole. He's going to slander 2014 Forest Hill Drive. He's going to slander Born Center. He's going to slander a lot of his, his, his solo, his singles. He's going to slander maybe even KOD. We don't know, but I know actually, he's going to I actually like KOD. I but think he's going to slander Cole. And all I'm saying is conceptually he is no Kendrick everybody knows that right he's no Kendrick in any way that's a thing it, but he puts together good ideas he's a talented rapper with a great feature catalog 
and he's important to rap. He is going to be the he's going to be the piece that is going to move people from mainstream rap to underground, more conceptual uh, music. Better he's music, going to be the piece. Yeah. So he's, he's the bridge. Yeah. So I think he's important. I think he's influential, and I think he releases a good quality of music. Not the best, but I think he releases a good quality of music. And so I think when you put all three of those things together, absolutely, he's a great artist. Yeah, I mean, you made good points. I do have to give it to you for that. I think Cole is highly influential, and I think no one's taken that away from him. But I don't really think that makes him great. For me, again, I've been a big preacher of this you're defined by your music you're defined by your catalog all those other things are cool it's cool you can go platinum it's cool you made all these people love hip-hop and listen i'm not trying to take that away from cole again he is super influential but i just don't think his music is as great as a lot of people would say i think it's pretty average most of the time and i think he fails to truly captivate anyone with anything that's really mind-blowing groundbreaking whatever other big fancy word you want to use to describe it I think realistically, Cole makes lyrical rap for dummies. You know what I mean? I'm talking about the for dummies books. You get, I don't know, um, accounting for dummies. I don't know. I think Cole is rapping for dummies. He's a great gateway drug into hip hop. But I think after a while, you just get so sick of this guy. He becomes so stale. I think a lot of people drift away towards him. If you like Cole, that's cool. Again, and I actually think the fall off will probably be really good. I think he's taken enough time between it that I have hope for it. And I think it may be his best album. I said that in a post. But as it stands right now, I really don't think he's done anything too significant when it comes to his discography, when it comes to his actual performance on songs. You know, I mean, obviously, he's a couple of great features, but that's beyond the point when it really, you know, he stacks up to other guys. I think it really just doesn't compare. So I'm saying Cole is not great. Feature artist beside the point. How is a great feature artist beside the but, point? But it's just such a small stat in his thing where like it doesn't just make him great. It doesn't wash away the, no, really you know, the mediocre albums. I do think he's one of the greatest feature artists of all time. I will say that. Like I did make a post a couple months ago saying that he was in the top 24, which is a big honor, especially coming from me, who's very hard on him. But I don't think that's enough to put him in greatness. I think he's I think good. I think it's what your level of greatness is, what your standards of greatness and, are. And you know my standards are high. I have very high standards. My standards are high too, but I just think Cole is better than what you think Cole is. Okay. So if we disagree on this one, I mean, I think he's great. We're, we will never agree on this. We could probably make an entire podcast episode talking about Cole. What you'll say? say he's great. Wait for the follow-up. You'll say he's great. Listen, listen. I actually, we're going to do this. Um, I'm just saying this now because I think this will be super fun. I think one of these episodes, I'll have to have a bunch of different interviews with different Cole fans and people from our community. And we're just going to talk about J. Cole. We're going to go at it for an entire episode. I think it'll be super fun. I think he's one of the most dis- divisive artists in this community. So I do think that will be great. But we're going to move on to this next question, which is from a good friend of mine, hip underscore hop underscore JM. Shout out to Jackson, man. He is asking who will rise to be a goat in the 2020s. So I just want to say, you know, before we start this question, I think Kendrick Lamar was the goat of the 2010s. I think he, you know, he paved the way. He did so much. His discography is amazing. His features were amazing. Everything he did, he's great. I think Kendrick does have a chance to carry that over to the next decade, depending on how much he can drop, depending on if he wants to stay in the spotlight, depending on how much music he wants to make. I think it's a little risky, but I think Kendrick is a good pick for that conversation. I think there's some other guys. I think Mavi, you know, the underground, coming out of the underground, the lo-fi abstract hip-hop scene, he's got a great EP. He just dropped End of Earth. His debut album, Let the Sun Talk, was great. And he's like 
20. He's very young. He's like 21 or 22. He's got a lot of potential. I think Earl Sweatshirt also, he can, you know, he's still very young. He's still got a lot of time to develop. I don't think he can top some rap songs, but I think he will keep progressing. I think he will do something significant. I don't know how much he'll drop though. Again, I don't know how much he really wants to be a part of fame and releasing music. Obviously is going to keep his profile high and he doesn't really want to be in the spotlight. So I don't know if Earl really wants to become the go to this decade, but I think besides Kendrick, I'm going to have to pick Denzel Curry for this. Again, Denzel Curry, super young. He has the best balance between dropping super creative, conceptual albums and also these fun little mini projects like Unlocked and Zoo. And I think he's super young. I mean, what, he's 25 or he's 26? You think he might have just turned 26, but either way, he's still super young. He has so much potential, I think. He could really become the go to this decade. I just want to say, though, it also could be someone we haven't heard from yet, which you never know. But I don't think it's a, I, I, do, I don't know. We'll find that out in a couple of years. I'm going to I'm going to agree with your take on Denzel. I think Denzel's is would probably be my pick. Um, once again, I know he's had some some recent, you know, three albums. And he's going to retire or, you know, this, that and the third. But I think that he he's he's going to be the guy, especially since trap is the thing that's sort of in the mainstream right now. And Denzel is, court, is sort of a bridge between he rides on that and and. Uh, conceptual uh, pieces of, of music. He's right yeah. in the middle. He's able to make really conscious trap music, which I don't think a whole lot of people can do yeah. especially with his sort of lyrical ability. So I would say that Denzel would probably be my person that I would pick, but you also can't sleep on Kendrick Lamar. Of course um, he's proven time and time again, that he's just absolutely excellent. And then um, if I had to pick a third, I'm going to rock with my guy. Um, I'm going to rock with my boy, Isaiah Rashad. Zay. Um, I, I believe in him. I think that if this obviously rides on him dropping more than two albums in the decade. But if he can drop more, more often, then he's going to be a guy that you have to look out for. I think he's got all the talent in the world. Second most talented guy in TDE. And if he drops more than twice a decade, then that's somebody that you got to look out for. That's a great point. And now we got two great follow-ups to these statements. So the first one is from our friend Anthony Tate. And he's saying, if Denzel Curry is considered trap, is he a top five trap artist? So I'm just going to answer this quickly. I don't think there needs to be a lot of explaining for this debate. I think, yes. I think he's only behind Future. And uh, do I even... I don't know. I might put him over Future. I think he's right there. I think Future and Young Thug are the only two people who come close to him. You know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say he's easily top five. I'm going to say he's probably number one, or at least he's in the top three. I think it really depends on whether you're – what you're considering trap and if you're only considering his traps. I think we're just playing with the hypothetical that if we're considering him in the trap group. So is it every album that he's really – Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's better than all – yeah, I would say he's better than all those guys. So you're saying number one? Yeah, I would say he's better than all those guys. So so that's pretty – that's a pretty quick debate. And our other next question is coming from – AJ Piz, shout out to the business. He is saying, what are our expectations for Isaiah Rashad's upcoming album, The House is Burning? So, you know, I'll start on this one. Yeah. As you just heard before, huge Zay guy. I am a huge Isaiah Rashad fan. And there's good reasoning to it. It's not just, you know, me standing him. It's important. I think he's a, an incredibly talented rapper that constantly gets overlooked because he doesn't drop enough. That's his thing. He doesn't drop ever. 
it's been five, six years, five years, right? Going on six, yeah. Going on six. So, I mean, I don't know where the music's been, but he releases a quality of music. He's super talented. He talks about super deep subject matters that he has, he himself has gone through, mostly bordering on addiction and, you know, his struggle. Yeah, he's very, he's very emotional. He's very personal. I definitely think that makes him special. Yeah. And I think Mark is going to disagree with me. However, um, I think he's a super talented artist. And I think, you know, obviously when you wait this long, you should expect a certain level of, uh, uh, you should expect a certain standard, a standard of quality, I guess. You expect a certain quality. Of course. From these, especially if you're waiting five, six years. But I think he's talented enough. I think he is the subject matter. I think he's a smart dude. And uh, I can't wait for this album to drop. I would give it – I think it's possible that if this album drops this year, it becomes the album of the year, honestly. That's some high praise, and you really think he won't disappoint. Now, if you asked me this question like two months ago, I'd probably say, you know, Zay is not going to disappoint. He's great. He's taking his time. He's coming out with a classic. Oh, that means there's a but. But, means a but, but, but yep, yeah, of course it does. You got to look at two things. Now, I'm going to start off with him, his actual performance, what the rumors are looking like. We saw him shooting a music video with Reason for a song of his that has not been out yet. And there's an instrumental in the back, and it sounds like a trap beat. And he's just dancing in the club. He's holding up like a bottle of Hennessy. He's having fun. That's cool. But as soon as I heard Zay, you know, with that trap beat dancing in the club, makes me concerned. Why does that make me concerned? Because I think he is going to follow the recent trend that Top Dog Entertainment has shown, and that being kind of just releasing these okay trap albums instead of releasing these crazy artistic statements. I mean, you know, you had Schoolboy Q going from Blank Face LP, which was his most groundbreaking genre-bending album, and then he goes to Crash Talk, which is just a basic trap album. It was super disappointing. You took three years for that. Jay Rock, even with Redemption, he released, you know, 90059 in 2015. He comes out with Redemption, which I liked Redemption. I thought it was actually good, but it was very trap oriented. It flew very close to the sound that's dominating the charts. Even Reason, who he kind of had a basic conscious storytelling album, but also there was like trap elements in there. It was okay. But again, Top Dog has just been flying very close to this mainstream level right now. And, you know, they're obviously they're always going to be mainstream. They have Kendrick, they have big guys, but they're trying to make what everyone else is making. And that concerns me. So looking at that trend and looking at, you know, the music video, which I'm assuming was his because I don't know. Reason isn't just making a new song with Zay in a music video. How many times have you seen Isaiah ever shot outside since 2016? Maybe like four. I don't know. But. I just, um, you know, I'm worried about this. I think we end up getting maybe like a, a light six out of 10 for this album. And I think it disappoints a lot of people. And I think, again, this could be really, this is a really pivotal album for Zay. It's classic or bust. That's what I'm saying. We disagree again on this. I look, I believe in Zay. And I told you that with Denzel, when we were talking about him earlier, I think there's an important sweet spot right there where you want to, you kind of want to go with the mainstream a little bit. I like the trap genre. But I think that when you start influencing pieces of, of, uh, of you know, what's the word I'm looking for? When you start influencing a lot of other subgenres, that's one, as a lot of these dudes do, yeah. especially Top Dog does all, all the time. I understand as of recent, they haven't been. Then you put in um, a concept, which I think Isaiah Rashad does. 
and he's been yeah. a talented rapper. I think that I have no problem if it's a trap album, but I want it to have the right elements in order for it to be a great, great album. So you're kind of hoping it, you know what I mean? It, if it is the trap sound, it's very, you know, there's a lot behind it. There's a lot of meaning behind it, which we really have yeah. never really seen from trap outside of like futures monster. We'd never really see anything like that. And I don't know. I just don't think that if he's going to compromise his sound for trap, we're going to see him pour a super deep idea into it. I think we'll just kind of get a basic, very straightforward. Okay, but I just, I'm just saying, I believe in him. The house is burning. and All of us should be scared. All of us. So we're, we're divided on this. So um, I guess we'll find out. We'll see who's right. And hopefully a couple months at the end of the year, even hopefully soon someone just drop music I mean, we get benny we're recording this on thursday the 18th benny's dropping tomorrow so we'll we're going to talk about that at some point i hope it's great and we actually have some other really good albums code of the friend and static selector dropping a collab album and um, dreamville's guadap 400 is dropping an album so i'm looking forward to those but our next question is coming from dimitri dimitri underscore s now this is a super important question i get asked this question all the time he's asking who was in paris now i've said this before and i'll say it again friends friends were in paris fellas no fellas that, that works yeah fellas. I mean, they, they were just some fellas. fellas they were fellas hanging out in paris just some friends you know yeah. so we, we're green on this we're actually going to agree on something so th that's yeah. great that's great wow so you know see we do agree on some things we do agree on some things which i think is great we have a great peers, middle ground what colleagues you peers in paris colleagues colleagues all, in paris listen all all are great points now this is a hot take this is super hot this is super hot this is scorching hot ramona rap reviews has say has said he's stating this he's saying it to everyone well, this is a rap reviewer no ramona rap review Yes, as a rapper. So Ramona does rap reviews. Well, no, it's like he's a Vince Staples fan. So it's like Ramona Park, so Ramona rap review. So yeah. he is saying that Tyler, the creator, is not a good artist and his best album is Flower Boy. And that's a seven out of ten. Wow. I disagree. Take back. Take a step back. Ramona, you are my guy. But this is not a good take, if you ask me. I understand if you would say Tyler, the creator is overrated. Cause I do think recently he has been a little overrated because of how great he's been since 2017, but to call him not a good artist. And then to say flower boy is only a seven, I think is honestly just wrong. I, those, you know, flower boy and Igor I'm talking about, those are two of the most groundbreaking albums we've seen in the past five years. They both do so much, whether that's, you know, flower boy talking about Tyler's sexuality, how he's becoming to live with himself it's super deep, super emotional, and that's great. And the production's obviously so vibrant and fun. And then you have Igor, which, again, takes all these different genres, fuses them together, pushes hip-hop off of the cliff almost, and still manages to, you know, be great. He's breaking trends. He's doing so much. He's doing so many different things. Also, you got to respect this dude's integrity. He made that album, Igor, almost entirely by himself. It's completely different than anything else you hear on the charts. And it went number one. 
That's huge. He beat out DJ Khaled, which obviously was a great moment in hip hop. But I think Tyler is absolutely amazing. He's one of the best artists we've seen in the last decade. And yes, while Goblin is a little rough, Cherry Bomb is kind of mediocre. Wolf is great, though. But as his earlier work is kind of mixed, I think that his latter work makes up for it and at least puts him in that category of being a great artist. I can understand you think he's overrated, but to say he's not good, I think is just wrong. So let me say this off, off, off Rick is I don't hate the take of Flower Boy being his, his best, best album. Yeah. I don't I agree, but I don't hate that take. It's a very reasonable take. They're yeah. like neck and neck. Um, Ooh, someone's popular. What can I say? Someone, someone's popular. What yeah. was that, Verizon telling you about your data plan? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's running out. I think we only have 15 minutes left of this podcast. It's just going to shut down. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I don't hate the take. Um, what I do hate is the disrespect to Tyler. The disrespect to Tyler is absolutely astronomical. Um, you just, just straight up, not a good artist. Is that what is being said yeah, here? He's not a good artist. I, I wish that they had elaborated. Like I would have liked to know the reasoning. It's kind of weird to take such an, a great artist in high regards and just to be like, sucks. Maybe, maybe we'll have but, a Tyler episode where we talk about him and we'll bring people on a remote. That's it's kind of a weird, uh, Yeah. That's what I'll, so, you can't so just say that without any bad. We're, we're we're in agreement that this is just yeah, a, it's a bad kind of a whack take. I mean, one the Flower Boy part being his best album, I agree with, but it being a seven out of ten, I don't agree with. And also, you agree that with it, or you just no, think it's I bad. just agree. I, I like I I give it a W. That's what I meant. I give it a W that you're saying it's his best album because it's a perfectly reasonable take. It's yeah. like debating reasonable doubt in the blueprint or you know other albums, but. I just don't agree with this take overall, but I respect you for being original. That's what I'm going to say, Ramona. Shout out to Ramona. He's dope. We got another really good question, and this is kind of going into more about the industry of hip-hop right now. And this is from No Shenanigans. She's a great producer, upcoming. I've reviewed some of her stuff, and um, her and her brother, her and her husband, my bad. They Hair Wallace is his name. They're a great upcoming duo. But she's saying, why has investing in artists early died down? And now this is actually a great point, and I want to get to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this whole thing because this is something I've really actually been super invested in. Um, you know, especially as someone who's a reviewer for Underground Hip Hop Blog, IndieHipHop.com, and runs his own promotional services. So I'm always consuming these newer acts works. Some of them are great, some of them are terrible. Now, I think the main thing that's brought hip hop to this point where not a lot of people are investing in in these young artists as much comes in the fact that the market has become so oversaturated now who could you blame that on i don't think there's a specific guy or not i just think it's that it's the cultural takeover of hip-hop and i see you're you're agreeing with me anthony right you're in agreement with I, can, me? I think there is something you can blame who tiktok Ooh. TikTok. now I, I feel like this problem has been going on before tiktok that's, yeah, that's i think i think i think tick, has tiktok been a, a cancer to hip-hop yes has it been a cancer to hip-hop culture as you know as a whole, yes. I mean, you know, it's cool for people making quick number one songs. I'm not trying to sound like a, you know, 80-year-old man saying, oh, new things are bad. But it has been detrimental in the sense where guys like DaBaby are dedicating entire albums to trying to make generic number one songs when they used to actually kind of have some talent. But, um, you know, I think TikTok would be part of the problem because a lot of these artists, a lot of these kids are just trying to make these hits that are very disposable. And there's just a ton of bad music that's flooding the market. And it really just drowns out the people that are good. I'd say probably there's about two artists for every 15 that are good. 
Like there's so many people who just are either not creative or all right, but they don't have that talent that makes a star. And then most of the, most of the pool is just bad. They're just straight out bad. They're not trying. They're biting off juice world, little peep. And there's so many of them. There's so many juice world clones and they make everyone else look bad. It really sucks. But I mean, you know, a lot of this young talent I've tried to spot out. There are guys I'm big fans of who are just growing. They're in the small part of their career. They're in the early stages. And I think eventually if you're truly great and you stick with it, you will blow up. So, you know, whoever's out there struggling and, you know, frustrated that you're not where you're at, you know, find a cool way to brand yourself and keep making that music hard. I mean, you have to look at dudes like Future. Future didn't blow up till he was in his 30s. Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun, Conway are all almost 40 and they really just started to get their shine. So it really can happen at anything. The great thing about hip hop, you can make music till you're, you know, till you're dead. And so you could blow up at any of that time. Maybe you'll be 60 and you'll blow up. You never know. So I'm just, you know what I mean? I think if you're great and you stick with it and you actually keep creating and pushing forward, you'll you'll shine eventually. I don't know if that'll be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years even. But I think for the, you know this question, I think the market is just so oversaturated. And I think that really has become a big issue. Yeah. You, you agree with me? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think that it, I agree with, with the overall sentiment of it. I think that there are a lot of artists you sort of can blame. I don't think there's any one that like he over but like it's a big thing now that like you are getting a lot of people who are releasing a million songs a year and they're just kind of looking for 10 second snippets for tiktok yeah i'm not blaming tiktok as an entity but i think artists are trying to use that and abuse it and abuse it yeah big song because you see it all the time what was the mood with uh 24k golden and ian dior is that who it was (laughs) Why are you always in the mood? Bro, I, I hate Ian Dior. No offense, Ian Dior. <laughs> you're, you're terrible. Please stop making music. I think it's, I, I like the song. I mean, the song is catchy. Who doesn't, you know, you know, I'm always in the mood. <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, it's, that's what people are trying to do now, is they're trying to get yeah. literally 15 second snippets. Yeah. So that way they'll climb the billboards and they'll get a hit song. And then when you get one hit song, the tour goes crazy. They make a whole lot of bread. But you have artists who are making literally 200 songs, four albums a year. And they all suck. And just for 15-second snippets. Just for 15-second snippets. Pretty much, yeah. That's that's the truth. And it's really sad that we kind of got to this point. But at least for, you know, all these bad artists, there's artists who are super great, just not as many. But that's anything, I feel like. But no, definitely the market's just oversaturated. So we're going to move on now to this next question. It's from Tony JVR. Well, it's not really a question. It's just a statement that he wants us to talk about. And it's a 2021 Grammys. You know, he just wants us to quickly cover them, talk about them. And I'm going to give my thoughts real quick. I'm happy Nas did win the Grammys. This is the big thing. I'm happy Nas won it. But it would have been so much bigger for hip-hop culture and everything Everyone in this underground and super dedicated scene is pushing if Alfredo won it. Obviously, shout out to Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist. They did make the better album. But the only reason I'm not mad Nas won it is because King's Disease was great. And Nas has deserved a Grammy, even though the Grammys don't mean anything. Just, you know, the sentiment that all these other dudes who have been in Nas's class, whether that's Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, Eminem, all these other mainstream titans have won Grammys. I'm just happy that Nas finally is in that group. But yeah, definitely Alfredo got robbed for the other awards. It was just, you know, it's be generally summed up. If we're just using the nominations and not putting our own nominations in there, can be generally summed up as Roddy Rich gets robbed 
and give Nas his damn Grammy. He's deserved it for 20 years. That's how I sum up the Grammy. That's, this year. Those, are, those are good. Um, yeah, I mean, everything else I really don't even really care for. I was cool. I, I understand why they gave um, Megan Thee Stallion the Grammy. Like, she Savage Remix was a good song. I'm not going to take that away from her. All those songs were good, you know, hit popular songs. And Megan Thee Stallion doesn't get enough credit in hip-hop culture. A lot of people do shame her, but she does make some fun bangers. But it was just generally a forgettable award show. They don't really do anything cool. The Grammys, like their awards are terrible. They pick pretty bad selections and undeserving categories. It's just a mess. The Grammys don't mean anything. But the Fantastic Hip Hop Awards do. And you guys voted on that. And they, we had a great award show. It was super great. Freddie Gibbs did win Artist of the Year. And Alfredo did win Album of the Year. So at least Freddie Gibbs got his recognition where it actually means something. But we are going to move on from this question didn't good news when song of the year? didn't good, good news, news good news did win song of the year yeah i have a i have recap articles on my website and i think i still have the voting nominees and everything too on my highlights on my instagram story um this is a question that i love so my man gianluca labadali i hope i pronounced that right he is saying oh. that 444 is hove's best album and for those who don't know hove is jay-z but i'm sure if you're watching the show you know it's hove i mean you know who hove is but i co-sign this take i do co-sign this take i think 444 as great as reasonable doubt as great as the black album as great as the blueprint even as great as like volume two american gangster are i think 444 is the most unique rap rap albums um topically that we've ever gotten jay-z talks about so many things that only he could talk about whether that's you know, becoming a billionaire, his wealth, how he's invested his money, how he spent his money to the more personal, sappier side of things where that's him failing as a father, him failing as a husband, how he's redeemed himself, how he's become a true man, how he's, you know, showing his love and his appreciation that his mother has become an open lesbian. There's just so many great moments on this record, so many emotional moments. It, I think it is Jay-Z's best record. Uh, I liked 444. Don't get me wrong. I like 444. However, but there, yep, there it is. Silence your phone. I don't know. I am. My phone is silenced. I don't know how to sound. I don't know how to do that. Technical difficulties. Is it your computer or is it your phone? It's my computer. It's not my phone. Right. We'll, we'll probably, we'll probably cut this part out. We'll cut this out. But um, yeah, we're having some technical, we're having a little difficulty. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just going to keep doing that. Just block the number. It's Justin. Fuck. <laughs> This is gonna. I'm gonna have to actually get Jason to cut this out now. <laughs> we actually. Not on. Dude, it's actually funny because I'm actually gonna have to get Jason to cut that out. I don't know what to do about this. Like, do I shut off my phone? Yeah, power down. The fuck? Fucking idiot. Slides the power off. Okay, so sorry for the technical difficulties, but now let's get back to that 444 topic. Okay, so I love 44, uh, 444. I think it's a great, great album. However, it's like... Didn't you shut your fucking phone off? Yes, it is. Look. Bro, throw that shit under your bed. Is it your computer? Yes. Fucking A. That's not... Oh, not um, um, Hold on. All we gotta do is look up how to turn. Jason, your- Jason, um, cut this out. Just cut this entire thing oh, out where you hear the text message when they tell you to read. How to turn off your ringer on a MacBook? Wow. Oh my god! 
Click on the menu settings. You click put on your system. AirPods in, you fucking dunce. Oh, uh, that honestly could be. Put your, just, you can put your AirPods in if you have click it. Click on notifications. Where are the notifications? Wow. Dun, 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 dun. So, Jason, uh, make sure you cut all this out and then you maybe put like a standby beep in it or whatever. We'll figure that out. We'll figure that out in the drawing room. I'll probably talk to you. I'll, I'll, I'll sit with you in the studio while you do this because, yeah, we're definitely going to need to cut this out. Um, Not good. Not good. Mr. Gels is selling. Man. Fine. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. We This is what we got editing for. All right, yeah. I'm just going to put it in an air. I'm just going to put it in an AirPod. Yeah. Do you think we should just redo the entire question and just cut all that out? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, so I'll start with mine. This is, doing, this, is, this is going good so far. You know, besides the little technical difficulty. Three, two, no. one. I got to connect the AirPod. Fucking eye. Fucking brain dead dogs always fucking my shit up. Our fantasy bat- baseball chat. Fuck the brain dead dogs. I'll have them. I'll have their kneecaps broken in. Yeah, um. Just connect. Just connect. 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 How you doing? How you doing? Fucking hey. Jason, still cut all of this out. Just cut all of this out. I'll be sitting with you in the editing room, so I'm not worried about this. Um, it's gonna cut out. But um, yeah, Jason, your dick is small, and um, yeah, you're all right at life, though. I guess. Yeah, you're better. You're doing better. You're doing better for once. I'm proud of you, man. All right, are you ready? It's loading. Loading. Just come on. Just you want to load? Just load. You know? Just load. Come on, man. Maroon. Steady caught him off. Oh, connected. Let's go. Woo! Three, two, one. I have to now connect it on Zoom, you bitch. Give me a second. Here we go. Settings. Jason, cut all of this out. We'll be with him in the editing room. Did we already go over this? I will be with you in the editing room, motherfucker. Uh, test speaker. This is what we want. We want AirPods. Speak. Hello. All right. I can hear Three, you. Three, two, one. And so our next question is coming from Jean-Luc Balildeli. It's Italian, I think. I hope it is. I Probably. hope I pronounced your name right. I hope I didn't butcher it. But he's saying a statement that I co-sign 100%. I've been on record saying this. Some people love me for it. Some people say, Mark, you're stupid. He's saying that 444 is Hove's best album. And Hove is Jay-Z for my people who live under a rock. So they're watching this. They probably know who Hove is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Of course. But um, again, I agree with this 100%. Just a quick, a brief explanation why 444 is one of the most unique rap albums topically of all time. Jay-Z is able to talk about so much that so many other rappers just can't. You know, he can talk about how he became, he talks, well, he doesn't, you know, he talks about how he became a billionaire, investing his money, credit, all these things that will fly over most people's heads. 
And then he talks about a lot of emotional, sappy stuff. And we see him put away this egotistical facade for the first time in his 20-year career. And we see how he failed as a father, how he's worried that his kids aren't going to love him anymore. Super emotional stuff. You know, his love for his mother, how he's proud of his mother for becoming an open lesbian. So many great moments that will make you shed a tear. I've cried to this album before, and I got no shame in saying that. So I agree with this 100%. I think this is one of the most underrated, underappreciated rap albums of all time. Uh, I agree with what you're saying. I think this is deepest album. I think it, it definitely uh, it has the deepest subject matter. And um, I was nice to see Jay-Z change up a lot of what he did throughout the course of his career and make it a little bit deeper of an album. And I think that, you know, it's a long career for Jay-Z a very long career that he's been a part of this. And I think that it, it shows a lot um, for his discography that he's it's, still making such classics. And it took, late it, in his it career. took a lot of balls to make an album like this. Yes. Um, however, this is the best album. This is the best album. Did, does reasonable doubt not exist? I mean, does black album not exist? This is better than Black Album. I, Reasonable Doubt uh, and Blueprint, I understand completely. But Black Album, I don't think holds a candle to this album. I think that... And what about the... Art? So still the Blueprint. I think the Black Album's right there, though. I think Jay... It's kind of hard. Because Jay... It's not like Jay-Z is a one-hit. Jay-Z is Jay-Z. Jay-Z, Jay-Z as I said, has been doing this for years. For years. He's been on top for so long. And he has yeah. consist at a large, large, large amount of classics. He's got, he might, have the, amount he of might have the most classics in hip hop. He's got like seven real, maybe eight classics if you count watch. That's what I'm saying. So right now, right now you're shitting on the Black Album, and the Black Album is fantastic. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. It's great, but I just think 444 does so much more than it. And I also think the Black Album is kind of just a weaker version of the Blueprint, which is obviously a compliment. Don't take that as disrespect. But it just kind of, again, rekinders that Blueprint era, the braggadocious side to its max and, you know, puts a little emotion, a little personality into it. You know, he talks about some things about him leaving the rap game when he was born. There's so many great moments, but I just think it doesn't hold, you know, the same weight that Blueprint did. But I'm, I'm just isn't a blueprint versus black album. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying these is, are. I think Blueprint is better. I think I think, I think 444 is great. However, if I had to rank it amongst his discography, I'm going to go third or fourth. Okay, that's fair. And now I'm going to throw you a bonus question. You a bonus question. It's going to Anthony and go the ahead. viewers at home. Make sure to um, you know, shoot me something on your Instagram story. Answer this question too. Is 444 better than every J. Cole album? Obviously, I'm saying yes to this. What do you think? Yes. It You're is. saying yes? You're saying yes? yes? Okay, we got it. And listen, I want to... However, everyone... however... However, there's always a however or a but. Closer than you're making it out to be. That's all I'm going to say. It's closer okay. than you're making it out okay. to be. Well, because you're asking that, but I think it is close. And I'm going to... I think it can be a question that changes. I I may have to go back and listen to 444. And and honestly, I want to say J. Cole, but I'm going to give... Jay-Z the benefit. I've I've listened to 444 a million times and it's just a deeper album than anything Cole's Cole has better. ever produced. Jay-Z's better than Cole. We've we've established this. But um listen, um everyone, I want you yeah, well I'm if you want if you 
If you want to make sure to answer this question, just at me at Fantastic Hip Hop on Instagram and just tell us what you think about this. Because I think this is a really good debate. I might have to post this on my Instagram story in itself or something. I, I don't know. I think this is a funny debate. But um, OK, so we have so many more questions. Y'all made some great questions. I just want to say oh, hold on. what what bonus question for you is is 444 better than every Pusha T album? I'm saying, yeah. Push is, great, but push is great push is great but um i just want to say thank you for everyone who's actually submitting questions putting your input in trying to get us to answer things if we didn't get to your question in this episode we will you know another time and i'm just looking through y'all we maybe got like 500 600 questions this is actually ridiculous so this person collins ho 2000 is saying Thanks, recovery by eminem is overhated in the community and overrated by the mainstream and Eminem stands. I co-sign this take. Although yes. I think Recovery is not really, you know, I think it's an average hip hop record. I th- think it's the greatest pop rap record of all time. I think do uh, in in its ta- in its task of making an accessible album filled with hits and just talking about, you know, Eminem coming back from his addiction and all that in a very service level way. I think it's great at that. I do think that Eminem stands overrated so much. I think they overrate the shit out of it. But I do think that, you know, it's a good album. I don't know about the second part of that, but I agree with the original take. The original take being that, you know, it's uh, overhated in the, in the community. In the community. Overhated by Overrated. Stan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, agree. I agree with it. However, you saying it's the greatest pop rap album of all time. What are you taking over it? I can't think of anything because I don't rank the heist pop rap. Yes, I am. Honestly, yes. MC the Hammer, heist over recovery. M- M- MC, Hammer, MC Hammer. Country Grammar by Nelly. Like Nellyville. I- I'm taking recovery. I think I'm going M- 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 to take. I think that you know, but I would say the same. What's it called? The same take for the heist. If I'm being perfectly honest, I've, I know that the heist is really really because the heist shouldn't have won that award obviously obviously the grammy messed up surprise yeah but so do you heard the where macklemore like texted he texted kendrick Kendrick. he He knew and he was like i never should have won that nobody (laughs) in the world thinks that he should have won that you have but i think because that happens it gets Macklemore a, gets overwhelmingly shit on. And Macklemore, don't act like Macklemore because Macklemore knows he shouldn't have won that award. Macklemore knows it. Listen, and Macklemore is common. a student, a student of the hip hop culture. And he's actually these are great. once again, these are once again, we're we're rating like <laughs> we're rating like C tier albums right now that we're like, yeah, yeah what's the best yeah. pop rap album? But, but I'll take the heist over recovery, not by a whole lot, but I we'll, don't, we'll make we'll make that a poll. Recovery a on pop Thursday. rap. Or post that tonight. Post that to the Thursday night. We gotta get we'll do it after rap madness. Maybe we'll do an album bracket after. I don't know. But we're gonna move on from this question. And now we got a super important question. And this is another one that I'm constantly asked. It's coming from Record Boy 9271. Now this is what he's asking. And you know, everyone, I want you to take your pen and paper, your notes in your phone, write this down because everyone keeps asking me this. How do I get my dad into Danny Brown? I tried playing some songs for him and he couldn't do it. So there's one, just one solution to this problem. Only one. Only one. You tell him, hey, dad, there was a man 
who got his penis stalked on stage at a concert. He had oral sex in the middle of a concert while performing. And who's that man? His name is Danny Brown. So now two things are either going to happen right now. Your dad is going to slap the shit out of you, or he's going to start snorting lines of coke and screaming, ain't it funny when it happens? And, um, you know, so it, it is hit or miss this solution, this method, but it's the only thing you really can try. Danny Brown. Realistically, what? if you're realistically, if your dad hits you, you just know he's a loser. That's what the yeah. reality is. Yeah. If he doesn't love him for yeah. having oral sex on stage, I mean, I just don't understand. Like, your dad any- even a, is your dad even like cool at that point? Yeah. Like, should he even be your hero anymore? Yeah, I agree with you. I think again, that is just something that is so un- unbearably cool, and no one else could ever do that. He had oral sex on stage. That's just absolutely insane. Like if there's a video of it on YouTube, it's very blurry. It, you really can't see the actual action of it going on, but you know what's going on. And it's so funny. <laughs> look it up. As soon as you get off this podcast, look up right now, Danny Brown stage slot. It is so funny. And it is honestly one of my favorite moments in hip hop. Did you just instruct and- all of our viewers to go watch some porn immediately following <laughs> our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's it's hip hop. It's hip hop related. I, again, we talk about hip hop related things on this show. That's hip hop related. But um, again, you know that's that's that question, and we have a scorching hot take coming in. Everyone, step back, get your goggles on. You might burn right now. You might melt. Young Thug's cousin is saying, "Rodeo isn't the best trap album, and isn't top five either, and to pimp a butterfly." isn't a top three album of 2015 let's go home ladies and gentlemen my man just said fuck your feelings fuck everything i am going against all of the norms that that everyone says anthony has gotten up right now he's staring he's questioning his life so as he's unable to answer this right now as he's away from the microphone i'm gonna start this one off i'm gonna get to the rodeo part rodeo isn't the best trap album I could see that. I think there's reasonable picks. It isn't top five. I could see that, but not as much as it's not the best. If it's not the best, that's fair. I think there's other albums, whether that's Jeffrey, Monster, Barter Six, Dial It, Love is Rage 2, that rival it. Not rival it, but I mean, they're comparable. I think especially Jeffrey, Monster, those are two powerhouses. But to say it's not top five now that you're getting a little bit of a stretch, but I'm going to respect you again for being original. So I'm going to give that take a W for it's not the best, but I'm going to give it an L for not being top five. Cause I just think if you're saying love is rage two, DS two, whatever you're arguing in that like four and five slot, I think you're just stretching it realistically speaking on my experiences with those records. And now to the Tepimba butterfly is in top three of 2015. I think that there's a couple records that can compete with it in the sense of, you know, the death, death grips, powers that be Earl's. I don't like shit. I don't go outside blue and mad libs collaboration, bad neighbor and Lupe fiasco's Tetsuo and youth. I think two of those albums being Tetsuo and youth and the powers that be, you really could say are better. if you really, really know how to articulate what you're saying, but I think the other two albums out of those four just don't hold up. So I'm going to give this take an L all again, although I'm going to respect it for being original, even though it is a bad take. Cause I think to butterfly is a masterpiece and to say it's not top three of its own year, not even of all time of its own year, not even of the decade of its own year. 
is bold. And now There's... Anthony has finally gotten back to the mic. So let's see what you got to say. I am not having a very good day. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a difference between originality and stupidity. First take, originality. I think that that's a fair take depending upon how well you can articulate it. And I think that, you know, not having Rodian in your top five, that's okay, depending upon what's in front of you. Um, it, I, once again, I think you said I was over there. I couldn't even. I was, I was out of it. I was reconsidering life. Did you listen to Marvin's room while you were over there? Yeah, I briefly – I think you said DS2. You said I would just I would just list it. He, he didn't say I mean, he didn't say a top five. I was just yeah, I was just lifting this thing out. Which by the way, I love I love to hear what the two albums are in front of Tipping Butterfly. Or the three albums, I'm sorry, the three albums in front of Tipping Butterfly and the, the four albums or the five albums in front of Rodeo. But that's an original take. Also, if you're reading this, it's too late. I think that can be a, a, a trap on the tip of Rodeo. Yeah, if you're putting it in um, there, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and we even talked about Denzel being trapped. So I think that you could throw a whole bunch of Denzel. So that's fine. That's fair. That's an original oh, take. Work, yeah. The Tapipa Butterfly is a stupid thing. There is a fine line <laughs> between the two. One is original. One is controversial because you're trying to be controversial. And... Um, if you said it wasn't top three of all time, I would I would be hard pressed for you to tell me that it's not top three of all time. Never mind that you're telling me it's not in that year. It's not yeah. top three in that year. Maybe I can take two, but the fact that you're telling me it's four, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna agree with you if it's anything lower than one. And then if it's anything lower than two, I'm going to strongly disagree with you. So there's a, there are levels of, of leeway that I'm giving you here between, you know, what I think, originality, and then stupidity. Rodeo is in this area, and to pimp a butterfly take is – So you're, so you're, calling, you're calling it stupidity. So you're just putting, in, you're putting an end to this entire thing. So I'm trying, I'm trying to see the silver love, lining here, but yeah. I would love I to hear what he thinks is better than it. I would love to. Um, yeah, me too. But tell I just us. I'm finding it very hard to believe that he can he can tell me three albums that are better than it made in that year and then actually articulate why. Yeah. So I disagree. Okay, now this next question is great. It's coming from Jalazel. Shout out to Jalazel. And Jalazel. he or she, I'm not really sure. I can't really tell from the profile picture because multiple people, but he's saying Eminem is overrated. He doesn't have a top 20 catalog. He isn't the deepest or smartest. He is in top 20. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Listen, some people call me crazy when I did my artist overview on Eminem and I only put him at a B plus, but although he has made some great albums, he's been very inconsistent. He's got a ton of issues. He's super corny. He hasn't really made anything above average maybe besides the marshall mathers lp2 he hasn't really made anything above average in nearly a decade maybe more depending on what you consider average i mean you know some people will tell you he hasn't made a good album since 2002 so while he had a lot of potential and while he had a great opening run of his career i agree with this he just doesn't withhold the test of time other guys like jay-z even nas who's had a little bit of a rocky road down going you know aging in hip-hop they've been able to maintain their status. They've been able to put out great albums over a long period of time. Eminem dominated in the early 2000s, but post that, 
he's been a mixed bag. And for me, I'm going to have to agree with this take. He's not in my top 20. And if I'm being honest, he doesn't come close. I think Eminem is making it harder and harder for me to actually say this. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. When you get, like, a side B. Yeah. When I go to side B, it makes me <laughs> want to be, like, you're just hurting yourself. Um, you're just yeah. you're not helping anybody. I'm, I want to be on your side. I want to be there for you. There's people I'm, dying arguing about you, but then you start rhyming orange with banana and saying R and Nana, trying to be funny and clever, and, and you just sound like an idiot. You're telling me you're telling me orange doesn't rhyme with banana? Is that what you're telling me? Orange doesn't rhyme with banana? No, it doesn't. No? It doesn't. And, and and if anyone could rhyme it, <laughs> if anyone could rhyme it, they're not on this planet anymore. Rest in peace, MF Doom. Um, besides the point, though, I don't have a top 20 discographies off the top of my head. I'm trying to piece it together while ever. you were saying. This is just rappers. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, he's saying 20, top 20 rappers ever? Yeah. I thought he said top 20. What was the question? He just said Eminem is overrated. He doesn't have a top 20 catalog. He isn't the deepest or smartest. He isn't top 20. So he's saying he doesn't have a top 20 catalog okay. or he's not a top 20 rapper. Okay. I agree with both of those. Um, Two W's for me. Top 20 catalog, maybe not. But I think he is. That's just because he really continuously keeps hurting his own. He lowers his own, his own stock almost every yeah. year. He lowers point. his own stock. I'm going to disagree with him not being top 20. Now, I don't think he's one. I don't think he's top five like a lot of people make him out to be. But I think there is a level of Eminem that's important. And I know that you – we value different things. I think yeah. I value versatility more than you. I think you don't value influence as much as me. I know that influence doesn't meet in greatness. I understand all this I stuff. I don't think versus versatility necessarily does either, but I do think it can help an artist. I'm I just think, saying yeah. that when it comes down to it, Eminem had one of the hottest streaks of any rappers ever. And once again, he keeps hurting his stock that I don't even know if I can say he's top 20, but I do think he's close if he isn't. And I, I don't have a top 20 off the top of my head. I don't have the, you know, the sports analysis sheets in front of me of just all my <laughs> rankings, but it sounds – I think he's in the top 20. Um, I don't know if he's a top 20 catalog. I know this is kind of a half-assed answer, but I, I think oh, Eminem I is it. there. I think yes. he's a more dominant rapper. I, th- I think hating on Eminem is the biggest thing out right now, that everybody's like, oh, everybody thinks Eminem is one. Guess what? He's not. And he's not one, but he's definitely it's, – it's at the point where people are starting to hate on him so much he's starting to get overhated. He definitely wasn't one. I, I can agree with that. I think people that, you know, call the Marshall Mathers LP a six are crazy. People who say Eminem, you know, they, they'll say guys like Lil Baby is better than Eminem. I think they're Marshall crazy. Mathers LP is a Kim away from being a near, a, a near perfect say, album. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's a couple of bad album. skits a and a couple Kim. tracks cut off. Yeah, being from being like in my top 20 maybe albums of all time, which again, might, a lot of people might have it higher than that. But for me, it just misses a couple marks like that. But maybe I mean, his whole Prime's- discography, his whole, you put his whole discography together. He's like a Kim and a side B away from a top 20 discography. <laughs> a Kim- listen, listen, let me tell you, he's a Kim. He's a side B. He's a revival. He's a recovery. He's a, um, what else? Um, what other bad albums? Like Kamikaze and Infinite. I, I mean, this dude's got a lot of misses. He by far probably has the most misses out of any Hall of Fame legend status rapper. But um, yeah. So I guess you know we're we're gonna we're gonna stand on two different sides of this take. But I think we have a lot of middle ground in it too. 
This next question I like. It's coming from Grace Odio. Grace Odio. And they're saying, and also they have an awesome profile picture of Mike Wazowski with two eyes. And um, yeah. they're saying, they're saying <coughs> Chance, the Ra- Chance the Rapper's big day is great. Not the best and certainly oh. not the worst. He's saying it's great. And I like this take Hold just on. because it's, it's funny. I think it's funny. You're saying the big day is great. And now I'd love to know why. I think it's one of the most half-assed. That's an L, bro. It's just bad. I think it's terrible in every way. It's so half-assed. There was not a lot of effort put into it. It's so generic, so basic, so TikTok-y, so poppy, but for all the wrong reasons. The features on that thing are abysmal. I mean, that album was so bad. I couldn't bear it. I actually couldn't bear that album. Chance the Rapper let down so much on that record. So much. You telling me Hot Shower isn't a top five rap song of all time? No, <laughs> no. Hot Shower. When I heard like when I heard Chance like you God go from making like like he went from making like three amazing mixtapes, you know, especially in Coloring Book. I think that was the first mixtape to ever win a Grammy. It is the I think the only mixtape and the first mixtape to ever win a Grammy. It's you know sick, cool Christian gospel fusions. It's dope. And then you get that and you hear hot water, hot shower. Like, man, turn that shit off. I, I never want to hear that album again. But I do think Chance is going to come back. I do think Chance is going to come back. And I'm I agree rooting with, for Chance. I agree with the entire sentiment. I 100%. I think Chance will come back. I think that Big album sucked. It's, it, it, it's one of the worst albums I've ever listened to. Hip hop. And I think cool. Chance as a general rule is overrated. And that was one of the people. The opposite. He went from so underrated because they were like mixtape, won the Grammy. Like it, he went from so underrated to him then being overrated. And usually that happens. I mean, just because he was a Kanye guy, you know, and he, Kanye he came on the scene. Him. He came on the scene hot with some hot mixtapes. And he was on with a lot of Kanye. Uh, ultralight beam versus absolutely fantastic that was like his claim you know that was his claim to like superstardom back then like people really thought this dude was going to be you know the next big thing and it also i just want to say that comes back to the sentiment you know talking about the big day of you know it's almost like a zay issue where you wait so long you make these huge expectations and then you really drop garbage so now like everyone will that one was even average that one was yeah it wasn't even like it wasn't even like a crash talk like that thing was abysmal but yeah, so I'm hoping Chance comes back. But no, I don't think the big day is great. And I think it's bad. Who was the person that outsold Chance on the day? It was uh, who outsold DJ Khaled? That, that was Tyler, time. the creator. Oh, the, you know who outsold? That, yeah. Who outsold? Uh, um, what's it called? Chance, Chance was NF. NF. Outsold oh, Chance. yeah. <laughs> NF. That's hilarious. That's actually really funny. Search. Yeah. <laughs> Our- yeah that was rough chance had a rough 2019 man but max max adams underscore 12 is saying who wins in a rap battle mf doom or biggie oh i don't want to answer that one first i want you to go first (laughs) i want you to go first i'm gonna go i think biggie is a little bit more like battle rapper esque, whereas I think MF Doom is more talented on the mic. I I agree with that. I agree with that. And so I'm gonna take. It's gonna be a great battle. It'll be a great battle. I'd pay to but see. I think it. maybe they're I having think, it in heaven right now. Maybe they're going at it right now. That and would be wild. That would be <laughs> sick, bro. 
Give me they a concert to it. They had a bracket. It was like Tupac versus Biggie. Biggie wins that one. And, Juice uh, World versus and, Doom. Yeah, Juice World versus Doom. <laughs> Doom just absolutely <laughs> wiped the floor with Juice World. I I captain. No, um I, I, this is tough. Listen. I'm taking I'm taking you taking I'm big. taking there's, Biggie is more vicious. Biggie this is the thing. That's the thing. Vicious. And that's the thing. Doom is very flat in his raps, but he's so powerful at the same time. So that's Biggie. that's what I think. Like it really, this really makes for an interesting debate because I'm going Biggie, yeah. Biggie, you know, he came rapping from the streets, battle rapping. He is a student of hip hop culture. I don't know if Doom can compete with the ferocity or ferocity, me, whatever the, you Biggie. know what the fuck I'm saying. That Biggie, has, yeah, that Biggie has, you know, he brings that Biggie has. So, oh, this is tough. This is like a, this would be a seven game series. I'm going Biggie here. And although Doom is the better lyricist, I'm going Biggie here too. Yeah, it's tough it. though. This is very tough. I could see Doom getting it. I just think again, Biggie has a, carries you know himself in a certain manner that not a lot of guys can compete with. But um yeah, so I'm going Biggie. That's a great question. I like huh? I like more questions. Like, every podcast we should have one of those questions. Like a high, yeah, yeah, have, those those hypotheticals are great. Push a T or Black Thought, <laughs> just like <push. laughs> oh, in a rap battle. Yeah, I'm going Thought. I'm going Thought. I'd probably take Black Thought over anybody in a rap battle. From you know that's I'm, not an actual battle rapper. I'm gonna go push it. You saw what he did. You saw what he did. Hot boy, champagne, poppy. <laughs> you, everybody should be. Black Thought is a different animal. Listen, Black Thought is a different animal. I know he is, but the listen. I want to think Black Thought's better on a mic, but I think Push is just more ferocious. I don't know. I think Black Thought can do both. It, listen, we can. We can literally probably make a whole. Yeah, what like Pusha can't these. do both? Like Pusha can't do both? Thought's a different animal. Thought is a different animal. Thought Thought is one of the goats. But um, nah, we can that probably make we can probably make an entire episode just debating about this whole thing of hypothetical rap battles and hypotheticals in general. But um, we're gonna move on to our next question. It's coming from Zach Ainsley, and he's saying Outkast had the greatest five album run in hip hop of all time. Greatest five album run. So you're talking about obviously Southern Play, Caledelic Music, their debut, 1994, then 1996, AT Aliens, 1998, Equemini, 2000, Stankonia, and then 2003, you have The Love Below and Speaker Box, which isn't really an Outcast album. It's more of a Andre solo album and a big boy solo album package. But yeah, if we're going to be technical, I guess it is. And I'm just going to say that I agree with this because I don't think that anyone has been able to match the consistency these guys have had for five albums straight or four albums. Um, you know, it's really four albums, but let's say five albums. Let's just say, given the benefit of the doubt, can in- include Speaker Box Low Below in this. I think this is an easy one. I don't really think anything comes close, at least not anything that I can think of from the top of my head. What do you think? We're saying five album run, right? So obviously the first two people that come to mind off RIP – College dropout, late registration, graduation, 808s, and my beautiful dark sister. Yeah. Obviously, there's a weak patch right here. There's a big weak patch. Those are the worst two albums out of those. Ten. One, two, and five. Okay. Then I think of Section 80, uh, Good Kid, Mad City, Temple Butterfly, Untitled Unmastered. Damn. That's a that's a better one. That is a great five album run, but that's I'm, what I'm saying. That's a I'm, fantastic. I'm going out. Section there. eighty is the worst. 
I'm or, going outcast. It's I mean the thing is speaker box and love it. below is weird to include because love below is great and speaker box is just kind of average to me, even though you know I think it's all right for what it is. But I'd still take, you know, that the average of those two albums, I guess, over, you know, section eighty. Even though section eighty, I think is is a great introductory point to Kendrick. I think that you know, the creativity of the love below, especially, and even, you know, the hits, the components that speaker box, I guess will give you. What are, what are the, what are the worst three albums and the best three albums? If you combine those discographies. Okay. You have for the worst three, it's gotta be speaker box, the love below. If we're, if we're including that as a package section 80, and I'd probably have to say Southern play Caledelic music. Really? But then going to the best albums, I'd probably say Tim Butterfly 1, Equemini 2, and then AT Aliens and Good Kid Mad City are kind of neck and neck. That's a tough debate. That This is a tough That's debate. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you put two outcast ones in the bottom three. Thing is, thing is. And then the the top four were all kind of tied right there, and I know Kendrick this, has the best this, of all of them. This argument is hard because Speaker Box and Love Below, I think it kind of creates this awkward spot where you don't really know where to place it because you have these two different albums. I think if you just put this down to the four Outcast albums and the Love Below, I think you, Andre gets it easily. But I think Big Boy kind of holds this entire thing down with the oh. with the Speaker Box. Disrespect. No disrespect to Big Boy. Big Boy is great for what he is, but I mean, Speaker Box is clearly the worst album in this entire leg that we're arguing. So, are you taking Kendrick or are you taking Outcast? In the five album run, are you taking Kendrick or are you taking Outcast? Because you know what I'm taking. I'm taking my boy K Dot, my boy Kung Fu Kenny. The thing is, Outcast doesn't actually have a five album run. So it, it's just like this point is just very confusing. If we narrow it down to four and we're going Southern Playa through Stanconia and then Section 80 through Untitled, I think it's a lot more comparable now. And I don't know. This is this is tough. I, I can't. Uh, this is really tough. Thing is, oh, all right. So head to head, I mean. It, this is such a tough debate. This is we could probably make an entire episode dedicated to this, but I really can't find a winner in this. I'm trying to find like a reason to put one over the other, but I think they both have their pros. They both have their cons. I think I might have. I'm gonna give Kendrick the slight edge just because of Tim Butterfly. I think that's what I'm, I'm gonna Kenny. do. I think that's what I'm gonna do, but I think no kung fu Kenny. I think this is definitely definitely a interesting argument and um you know this next ca- this next question is coming from wool.chi he is saying that lil ugly main is the best white rapper ever so i mean just to you know post some other white rappers who are in this conversation lp from run the jewels um company flow aesop rock eminem no from the cunning linguists, MCA from the Beastie Boys. You know, maybe I can even see a brother Ali in there. It's a lot of dudes. Mac Miller, Mac Miller. I forgot about Mac Miller. How could I forget about Mac Miller? Mac Miller. This is a great take, I think. Lil Ugly Mane is super creative. He's super consistent. He's done a lot for cloud rap, for trap. He's able to wear a lot of different shoes. He's great. But I'm 
taking LP over him. I'm, de- I'm, I'm definitely Aesop. I'm definitely taking LP. I'm definitely taking Aesop, and I'm taking Mac also. Yeah, that's what I, said. I, I think I think I think, I'm gonna take two. I think Eminem is close. I think uh, it's tough. If I had to make a top, oh, I'm five taking Eminem round, too. I I don't know. I don't think I take Eminem. I think it's very close. I don't know. I I'll give Eminem the nod here. I'll give yeah, Eminem. I'm, the I'm nod. taking so, those. I'm taking those four. And I'm I'm uh, no from the cutting oh. is amazing too. Yeah. That you got no. no. I don't want to. I don't want to start this. Dis- now we're disrespecting Lil. But, Lil no, but I, I mean, but. no is no is one of the most underrated. Oh, no, I, might know, be better, I like no. He might be better than Eminem. I mean, you know, I mean, thing is, we're just talking about rappers, but we're talking overall artists. No scorches. The Beastie Boys are great too. MCA. The I mean, thing is with Beastie Boys, I think they're more of a package deal. So as good as MCA is, and as good as the entire group is, I think they kind of fall flat compared to these guys because they, you know, they're they're very group based. They're very chemistry based. Whereas a lot of these guys can stand on their own, but um, I'm just gonna take LP, definite Aesop, definite Mac, definite. I think Eminem is close. I think um, No from the Cunning Linguist is close. I think MCA is also close. I think there's a lot of you know ground for it, and I'm not really ready to make a top five white rappers list right now. I think it's very interesting. I think that four and five spot are a bloodbath, honestly. But I don't think Lil Ugly Man is the best white rapper. But this take is a W. So um, I'm trying to think you... of anybody else. Um, I'm going to really take, weird. I'll probably take the same guys you did, realistically. Aesop, um, Mac, LP, um, No, Eminem. Yeah. No, No may be better than Eminem. Oh, I, think, I think he is. Overall, he definitely is. As a pure um, rapper, I don't know. And then uh, after that, I'm going to have to go uh, Post Malone easily. Um, I'm gonna have to go. Uh, why am I blanking on a whole bunch of white rappers right now that I can use as memes? Macklemore, um, Macklemore, Kid yeah. Leroy. Oh, obviously, yes, Jack Australian. Harlow, who I actually like Jack Harlow. Jack I'm Harlow's got Jack, some yeah. skills, he's not obviously Only memes. He's near Only this memes. conversation, but he's in you know, he's coming. Only um, memes. Vanilla Ice, Vanilla Ice, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of you know, I mean, there's a lot of bad rappers in general, a lot of meme rappers too. Let's see. Um, we've got another hot question. This is pretty hot, and it's coming the from the greatest rapper of all time. It's coming from Disber. No, and if anyone said that, I'd probably block them. <laughs> from but um, this guy Disber, Disbuyer. I hope I'm saying it right. He's saying that Jeffrey by Young Thug is mid. Oh no! Oh no! No no no! No. This answer is no. I would like to. I'd like to know where he would rank it amongst the Thug discography, honestly. Because if he thinks that's mid, then what is like? Yeah. What 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 is like so much fun? What is like Martyr Six? (laughs) I I think Jeffrey is brilliant, especially as a trap album. But you know, it really hits so many different components. Whether it's it's conceptual depth, which obviously each track focuses on a different one of young thugs idols and while those tracks you know they don't really you know talk about how much young thug appreciates them they convey these themes and ideas through his flows through the overall atmosphere and it's so cool you know to see from kanye west swizz beats riri harambe it, it is a hilarious album it's very meaningful and the music is great the production is great 
The features are great. And Young Thug is absolutely amazing on this album. He delivers, again, so many amazing performances. I think it's not as um, well-rounded as Barter Six, but I think this album is just brilliant in its own in its own regard. I think it is his you best know, album. What I was about to say. I thought you were about to say that. No, but I, I think I, I think Young Thug, was... I think Young Thug definitely was, you know, rapping more on Barter Six. I think he we see, you know, it more melodic. We see the same, we're not, we see, I guess, less melodic thug. And we see a lot more rapping thug. Like his verse on halftime. Yeah. He's one of the best no, verses in trap. I thought but you were just gonna yeah. tell me that no, Barter Six is I don't I don't think Barter Six is better. I just think Barter Six is a lot more well-rounded. But I think Jeffrey, even though it's you know a little more sonically one-dimensional, I think it's still great. So I, I'm giving this an L. It, it's not mid. It's a great album overall and all hip hop, but especially, I mean, this is one of the greatest trap albums of all time. If this album's mid, like eternal a take is like a one out of 10 like that that's really like you know the comparison i think here like so many tra- trap as a whole is just t- absolutely terrible if yeah. this is it. um let's see there's a lot of scorching hot takes and i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this one up i think this is a very old world take I think it's a very anti-mumble rap, you know, the evil mumble rap that's the destroying hip hop. I wonder how old the person who's asking or stating this is. He's saying that Lil Uzi Vert is trash. No. Lil Uzi, I'm gonna start. This let one. me. You want me to? Are you? I'll, I'm, 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 I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish, but I'm, I'm gonna start okay. this off. So, okay. Uh-huh. Lil Uzi Vert is so great he has kind of served as the little brother to young thug future and travis scott and he excels in that role he has a super consistent discography the only album you can even consider a miss would be the collab album with future but that was just all right i thought it was just very forgettable but it wasn't it wasn't bad it was mid but this dude has done so much he's you know taken the kookiness of the thug the consistency of the future and the spaciness of Travis, he's put it all in his own little package, and he's created such a fun universe, such a fun catalog through that. I think he's super great, and he's only getting better. I don't know if he'll top Love is Rage too, but he will round out that discography till he's a Hall of Famer. Uzi, I think, for a trap artist, is great. He's a great rapper, even. This dude is on the path to becoming a legend, a Hall of Famer. I disagree with this. Insert. Uh, immensely i do, i disagree with this immensely and i'm giving this take an l i'm also going to give it an l i don't know if it's an old take i think people can hate Lil Uzi Vert. i can understand i can understand why i can understand yeah. why but i think it's a lot of bias and almost prejudice against mumble rappers and i'm using quotations around that term and i think once you accept the fact that hip-hop is not all lyrical miracle and red man and wu-tang you can really get past that there's different sounds and these dudes are great in their own regard. I just think that it comes down to, um, I don't think it, but I think that there is a legitimate debate that can be made for Lil Uzi as the greatest trap artist of all time. I think that there is. I, I disagree, it but does, it's reasonable. It's reasonable. It's, I think it's a more than reasonable. I, I don't think that, but I think it's a reasonable take. I had somebody try to tell me one time and I didn't hate the take as an overall Basic, I think yeah. probably top yeah. three or top four when it comes I, to trap. He's, I think he's on and, the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and um, he's just done more than a lot of other guys have in such a shorter period of time. Yeah. Uzi, uh, not Uzi, Thug and Future have been here for a lot longer than Uzi has, and 
Uzi still drops often. It's almost all the time great, with the exception of a couple where it's been good or mid, but it's almost every time been great. And he does also still have his, I don't want to call it a classic, but it is a trap classic with Leather's Rage too. Yeah, he's got the classic. He's got the you know surrounding albums. He's just going to keep building that up. He's on a path to, I think, a Hall of Fame career. You know, and it's, yeah. uh, it's just he's great. Hate, hate great. on Lil Uzi Vert, but don't hate him. Don't don't hate on the music. Don't hate <laughs> on the music. You can hate You know, you can hate him for putting a twenty four million dollar diamond that, if he slightly moves around, can destroy his brain cells and kill him. The, the, I don't. You know, the guy's not the brightest, obviously, but the dude's music is amazing. So I'm giving this him. Yeah, twenty four million dollars just lying around. I would get a pink diamond off of it. Look at that. I, but you think that's a perfect spot for a pink man, diamond right there, man? It could like I could put my hat right on it. I could just gently put that shit in the diamond. stock market. Like, wow, you gonna <laughs> put a diamond in your head? Like, like is this really what we've gotten to? Go buy. Honestly, though, you know, like go if buy. You were gonna put it anywhere. Stuff. If you were gonna put it anywhere on your middle. finger, that's dope. Right I mean, that's cooler. That is dope as hell. That's cooler, but like, yeah, because that can kill you, man. Like. This dude may die. Like one, one day, Uzi might just be found brain dead somewhere. I mean, like we don't need any more losses in hip hop. Like touch the diamond too much. I, <laughs> I also, I, 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 also I mean, yeah, like diamonds. you know, your friend, your friends with, with Uzi, diamond. you just you go up to him, start wiggling his diamond in his head, and you just <laughs> paralyze him. Guys, have, you <laughs> he has know, a seizure. Yeah, it's just like it's not you know, it's not okay. I also, I don't know if that was actually $24 million on an unrelated note. I don't know if Uzi has money like that. I don't know. I'm just saying. Kanye I'm just saying. Kanye got $6.6 billion. Why can't Uzi have $24 mil? Uzi's just younger. I mean, he's not a businessman, and he's you know he's on a label, obviously. I don't know. I don't know. He's um, just a loving life. He's a loving life kid. Listen, Uzi's living life to the fullest. That man is always happy. I mean, he's going through that weird shit right now with JT from the City Girls. I don't. They're on liking pics or deleting it. I don't give a shit about that. But you know, besides that, he, he seems to be a happy guy. So you know, I guess you ever seen? Have you seen the video of him like out the window and he's like, "Yeah, I'm new in town," and he's yeah. like, "It's a lollipop." <laughs> I don't he's know. Got the lollipop. I don't know. It's only my third day out here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Say what you will, man, about Kodak and Uzi. They're just living their best life. Kodak is funny, too. Kodak I hope, though. <laughs> he does. I'm a suburb skin. <laughs> I hope, yeah. though. They're funny. They're funny, dudes. But, um, wow. we'll, have to, we'll, we'll have to make that a segment. We'll, or we'll have to do some sort of funny rappers episode or something. We could definitely do that. Maybe we can get... That, would, we can just get, be an, uh, that would be an hour of Kodak and Tyler, the creator. We can, no, there's so many. Vince Staples, Freddie Gibbs, uh, totally Kanye good. even, you know, going back to the 90s, old dirty bastard, may rest in peace. But um, we're going we're gonna to move on to this next question from Kiku4. I think that's how you pronounce it, Kiku. I know I'm probably butchering. Shout out, all these shout names. out Kiku. I, I hope you even know that this is like your question or whatever. I hope I'm not like I'm not butchering it so bad. You don't even know it's you, but Kiku, Kiku. I I don't know, but um, the question is, would you would you rather have a rapper burn out or quit the game? And I'm always gonna say burnout. It comes down to Ooh. the you know what I don't think this guy burnt out, but it. He just wanted to leave music. But the best example I can compare this to is Andre 3000 versus Eminem. Andre 3000, you know, he left the game. Maybe he felt burnt out. Maybe, you know, he he 
didn't think he could make his create, you know, as creative albums. He couldn't top what he was doing. So he walked away. Maybe that's why I walked away. I don't know. But I'm just, you know, posing the hypothetical. And I'm using that as an example of a rapper who walked away with an amazing career. And then someone like Eminem who had a perfect career and kept soiling it, soiling it. And, you know, side B, a revival later. Now you've, you've lost a lot of your credibility, a lot of your respect. Your, you know, your legacy is at hand by a lot of people. A lot of people question how great you are. A lot of people have stopped caring about your music. Same thing with Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is also, I think, Hold you know, on. you just said you'd rather them. You just said you'd rather them burn out now. No, I'd rather them quit the game. Oh, I'd, I'm I disagree. Saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Andre, let's just say I'm using him as an example. Obviously, I don't know. I don't I don't eat lunch with the guy, but, you know, maybe he felt he couldn't. No, make I see what you're anymore, saying. So he well, he quit the game. But then you have dudes like Eminem and Wayne who are just now tarnishing their legacies, releasing these bad albums. And one thing I was having this conversation with somebody, people care about Jay-Z and Nas still. Hip hop culture cares about them because they're still doing great things. Wayne and Eminem, people are losing interest in every day, every album, every mixtape, whatever they release, because most of it's not good anymore. And again, I think, you know, if Eminem and Lil Wayne walked away 10 years ago, they're held in a higher regard than they are today. And that's why I'm saying, you know, once you run out, once you feel your time is done, quit. If you really care about your legacy. All I'm saying is, is that these are, this is something that dudes like doing. Right. And I understand if you care about your legacy and this, that. And I understand your point because, yeah, when you look at Andre 3000, that dude has a legacy that I guess, you know, he released five albums and then was skedaddle. He was off it. But Eminem now could have done that, but he loves music. He loves making music. And I feel like as a fan, because I know you're an Andre 3000 fan, right? How would you feel if Kendrick just stopped making music right now? Didn't release anything else for the rest of his life. He would have a perfect legacy, but I would feel disappointed as a fan. And I would be really I, upset about it But if he just you, retired and was but would moved you rather to Alaska. Have, would you rather have seen again? Would you rather yeah, move to Alaska with MC Ride? With MC Ride. <laughs> and MC. And but would, you, would, you, would you rather have Kendrick Lamar drop? You know, let's say he drops five more albums. Two of them are okay. They're good. They're, you know, on the same quality level of his lower catalog now. But the other three are bad. And he starts to plague himself. That changes his perception. And, you know, really, I think that harms your legacy. It makes you a worse I think you have to find a middle ground. You have to find a middle ground between Andre 3000 dropping everything in his prime and Eminem... Just he's going gonna keep rapping much. until he's eighty. No, yeah, he's gonna keep rapping I, until he's eighty. I, I'm scared. I, I'm scared to listen to him now at this point. At eighty, not on. I, I, That's I think, what I'm saying. But I, I think there's a middle ground. I think it all depends. I think Nas. These I think are dudes Nas. that love I think, music. I think Jay Z. I think Nas. I think that's a you know a good middle ground. I think two dudes who love hip hop culture, they still are able to produce something that's great or good at least most of the time. Nas has a couple misses. Jay's missed a few times too, but. They're generally good. They're generally great. And you know what I mean? They're not burning themselves out. They can keep going, but not everyone could keep going. And that's clear when you listen to, you know, Funeral or Side B, that these dudes are burnt out and they I should walk away. You, but 50 Cent walked away. You know, he has made an album in almost 10 years. You know, there's I know, so many, but I'm just saying these are, these are clearly dudes that enjoy making music. And so, like, I don't know who we are, 
to be like, stop making music. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, uh, I, I understand that. And obviously, I mean, you know, they're not Eminem and Lil Wayne are not, you know, have their ears to the wall right and now. And by the way, dudes that have great, great, you know, they have classics. Both Wayne and Eminem were dudes that were on the top, were on the pinnacle of hip hop at some point. But now they're just tarnishing their legacy. I mean, yeah, they are, not. but every album like, they make, they're perceived worse. And that's why I'm saying if Eminem hung it up after Marshall Mathers LP2, he's probably in a lot more people's top 10s, a lot more people's top fives, top 20s, even, you know, for the people who were really critical on him. He's higher in everyone's regards. You know what I mean? And I think same thing with Wayne. If Wayne left the game a while ago, too, even though Wayne is still young, Wayne is still in his 30s, believe it or not. But I mean, it's like these dudes have burnt themselves out. I don't know if it's the lean for Lil Wayne. I don't know if it's, you know, the money for Eminem. I don't know what keeps these guys making this music. It has to be the money. But I I just like they're tarnishing their legacy. I mean, take years off, make something really strong, put your effort into it and walk away. I think or I would prefer to see that. that from either of them. I would prefer to see that than just see, you know, buffoon stuff. But if you're asking me if if it's my favorite rapper. Would I rather see them retire? Because this is kind of what the question has evolved into. The dude who asked was like, would you rather see them burn out or stop releasing at too early of a rate? For me, it's, I, I answered that with, I'd rather be somewhere in the middle ground. But if I have to pick one, I'd rather them keep trying. And only on the sole basis of that, if I have to choose between Andre 3000 or Eminem and I'm a fan, I want to see them like, if, I want to see them try. I want to hear their music because I'm a fan. You know what I mean? I want to hear music. And I'm not saying that Eminem is better than Andre because he's not. And Andre has crafted and perfected his legacy doing that. But I'm not going to tell yeah. you to stop making music because it's going to hurt their legacy at this point. Because I think that if you're an Eminem yeah. fan, you want to hear Eminem. I get that. But again, you know, we were just saying earlier, Eminem releases these albums. It makes it harder to argue for his case that he's great. So I think, yeah, as a fan, you're always going to want to hear these artists. But at the same time, do you want to keep being disappointed? I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know I think we we're never gonna agree on this. It doesn't seem like you're seeing it the same way I am, but I'm always gonna say quit, quit while you're ahead. You know, but you're telling me you wouldn't saying. like an Andre. You're telling me you wouldn't have liked another Andre 3000 album. I mean, whether it was bad or right. good, would you tell him? If it was today, bad, no. If today. it was bad, no. If it was bad, no. Because you're coming out. Let's say right now yeah, you're releasing you know, an album. That's the album that he. The thing is, is that Eminem is releasing these albums thinking they're great. Right. He thinks in his heart of hearts that they're like, wow, these are fantastic albums. Right. But the thing is, <laughs> is that you're he's, hearing, he's hearing himself rap about booties and diarrhea. Go, this is great. Drop this shit. Yo, that's an awfully hot coffee pot. Drop this shit. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, but I'm just saying, you retired Andre, in 2013. I'm telling you, you have right now in your head, you can telegraph Andre 3000 be like drop the album drop the album drop the album and you don't know whether or not it's going to be good or bad are you willing to take that chance with Andre now I know you are I'm willing because, because it's Andre Andre is Andre. the most talented hip hop artist of all time but but the question if, is whether or not he's going to burn album, himself right, out like Eminem does if I, was, if I was getting an album and it was bad music no but um, again so again I'm always going to say quit while you're ahead it's an old saying and it pretty much always stays. Not with Andre. Not but, with Andre. What about Kendrick? Should, should Kendrick quit right now? He's ahead. Because I think these guys haven't burnt out yet. 
But if you feel like you're, I can't see, I don't talk to these rappers every day. I don't talk to these rappers at all. They don't know who the fuck I am. So I'm not having conversations with them about how their brain ideas or creativity processes are flowing. But if I was talking to Lil Wayne and he said, uh, you know, man, I'm not feeling creative. I, I can't do this. I'm just going to make something for money. What a impression. What a I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say, impression. I'm, 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 I'm going to pour Lil Wayne some more lean. I'm going to say, hey, buddy. You're going to pour yourself a cup too? <laughs> no comment. No comment. no comment. But I'm going to tell Lil Wayne, buddy, you've done enough. Walk away. Quit before you keep tarnishing your legacy. And I will say that to anyone who was in that space. But again, this been this this is this is a good question. This is a very good question. These kind of you know more thought pieces I think are super interesting questions, and um you know there's good so much. Question. And now this like one, question. this question is coming from Sosa Shooter, Sosa Shooter, Sosa Shooter, Sosa. You said Sosa, Sosa. These bitches love Sosa. Sosa. Everybody loves Sosa. Bitches love Sosa. And so he's saying. That Mac Miller has had the most grossed of an artist. Most grossed, did I say? Well, yeah, you said grossed. Listen, it's been a long day, but listen, I'm saying yeah. Mac Miller has had the most growth, growth yeah, of so an artist already off the past decade. Already, yes. Does he? Uh, yes, you're saying yes. Absolutely. I think it's between, absolutely. I think it's between him and Tyler the Creator. No, not even close. You don't think? I'm gonna say Mac for the factor of consistency. Although I do think Tyler has produced better, you know, no, but he means peak. growth. He means think, the change in styles of music. I no? think, yeah, which I think I'm going to give it to Mac for a couple of reasons, but I think also, you know, he's had great changes where Tyler, you can argue that some of his earlier works a little rough, which I mean, you know, I think that I like comes into, I think work. that comes into factor. I think it's all right, but I think you could, you it's know, exciting. it's some of the weaker work, but I think Mac Miller definitely has had the best progression out of any artist, maybe ever in hip hop, realistically. He went from making this immature but fun frat rap in the early, you know, late 2000s, early 2010s, then started to make this depressive, emotional and but witty psychedelic hip hop. And then he obviously he had the middle ground of faces, which kind of had all of that earlier stuff and started to show that like this dude is not okay. Someone get this man help. And then he evolved into, you know, something so much greater with his latter work and then you know even with circles you know may god god rest his soul oh. i miss mac man but no i, yeah. I agree with this w agree all i'm saying is is that mac goes from literally being the frat party guy which by the way you still hear spins is gutting its revitalization that i hear wherever i am from tiktok but that's what i'm saying it's mac literally went from the you know when you play at parties you play at parties happy you know hype music and he ultimately turns into the guy who has the most mental health issues and ultimately, you know, uh, drug substance Rest abuse deep. issues. Yeah. He's depressed. Men- yeah. And he raps about all this. It's absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful um, when you when you put it down to it. And swimming is swimming, watching movies with the sound off, circles. All of these are, are absolutely – and it really – Throughout it, how you can see the growth is if you just listen to Mac's discography, top to bottom, and you just hear him change. It's, am- it's actually amazing to hear him, you know, like go through the years. Like that's how I did. I listened whole, to yeah. it the whole way through. From, from, and it's from absolutely kids, beautiful. From kids to circles, it's beautiful. It is beautiful, man. You'll cry multiple times in that through that experience. Definitely on the latter half, but not just because of how I, emotional. Hundred yeah. percent. No but, one's crying but, through but, Donald Trump. But but. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm saying that, you know, it's like you really see him unfold. <laughs> and it's so it's emotional on two levels when you listen to his latter work, because you're hearing the sadness in his voice, like, you know, on swimming circles, but even like faces, but you're also hearing this kid become something that's just so dark. And it's really sad to, you know, see him go from, you know, the juvenile fun, that kid and just see him evolve. So it's like, it, it's sad because of the actual sound, but it's sad to, you know, compare the two and see how down bad he is and how low he was. How down how, bad. Damn, I mean, but, but, Max, but, but I, but listen, Mac, you're a legend. And, um, you know, you might be in that rap battle. You, you, you might've just lost to MF doom in that rap battle up there. I don't know, but, um, you know, Not you're really great. a rap battle type of guy. But Mac, know, Mac can like, listen. Mac can hold his own, bro. Mac, Mac has Mac is in like Titans. Mac's in like the stoner room freestyling. That's what <laughs> Mac is doing. Mac is <laughs> <laughs> in a hot box somewhere in heaven, like freestyling. <laughs> no, we're gonna go on. We got another great question. You have, you guys have knocked it out of the park. I love this question from Swaytopia. He is saying that thing about me. Or I'm dying of thirst is greater than sing about me. So for everyone who's just confused okay. of what we're saying, um, you know, we're talking about Kendrick Lamar's song, the tenth track on Good Kid, Mad City, "Sing About Me." I'm dying of thirst. So he's saying that the second half, "I'm dying of thirst," is better than the first half, "Sing About Me." My sentiment to this is it's better sonically. I think the, you know, that deranged soul sample it has this perfect. It creates this perfect undertone. You know the. That's beautiful. I think on the production side of this, but I think on the lyrical side, I think Sing About Me is probably the best rapped song of Kendrick's career. So I'm going with Sing About Me. I disagree with this, although I respect it. I think though, Sing I'm Dying of Thirst is the better sonic part because Sing About Me, the first half, is not for the beat. It's not for the instrumental. You just get a very, you know, subtle little drum beat. And that's really all you have. And you have that little cute undertone. It's beautiful. But I think I'm dying of thirst is more testing of the production side of the record the song as a whole. So overall, I'm going to give it to sing about me because again, I think the gap between the lyrics, the storytelling is huge. But I think, you know, the production, although I'm dying of thirst is better. I think sing about me's production is just fine. And I think the lyrics really just blow it out of the water okay i'll, I'll um, sing about me so i'm saying sing about me is the better track yes yeah, sing half. about me is the better sing about me is the better half but you you seem to be caught up you seem to be bewildered by something i've said you but said it was you said i'm dying of thirst is better sonically and i thought you were going to a different place than you you, you got nervous it. you got nervous i got well, so nervous um i i pulled the ball. i don't I, even i don't even think that i think dying of thirst is necessary to the song but the song itself is Sing About Me. The song itself is Sing About Me. Let's not forget that. But I'm Dying of Thirst is the beautiful bridge into what ultimately becomes a little holy water skit at the end, right? You need right? holy water. Yeah. Holy water. It's great. It's great. I think, I think again, it's, it's probably one of the best raps. It's one of the best rap songs but of all time. No, Sing About Me is absolutely one of the most beautiful melodies, stories, and... By the way, it it's the absolute climax of Good Kid, Mad City. Is is you know how beautiful those thoughts are. Um, 
so such well so well delivered absolutely well delivered the 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 melody absolutely matches it every little thing that kendrick lamar does in that song the you know uh the uh what's it called where he gets shot in the middle of the yeah. of his thoughts that were all angry and they were chaotic yeah. and then same with um he gets he gets a little faded he gets faded off yeah yeah right like he's getting ignored yeah, it's great it's great and um, it's perfect. It's, it's perfect. It's a that's a perfect everything song. Everything that Kendrick Lamar does is purposeful, and those are one of those songs where it really pays off. I, Sing about me is the song. That is the song, and I'm dying of thirst is ultimately the resolution of the song. It's like the, the second yeah. part. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm dying of thirst is needed for that song. It absolutely but, is. But, but sing about me is definitely. You're telling me that you know, it's the better part or the more sonically. But I, I, I just disagree. I just got a super weird comparison in my head. Um, remember in high school when we learned about like independent and dependent clauses? I think "Sing About Me" is like the independent clause. It holds on its own, super great. And um, you know, die, I'm dying of thirst is like the dependent clause. It 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 applies. It depends on the other part of the yes. song to even like I'm make dying sense. Of needs sing just about super me. weird that I just compared my like high school English class to this that's the first time i've ever actually that's a used anything out take right there but what not i said yours not oh, yours oh, the, guy, you the question i think that's I mean, a great comparison because I, 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 I don't know why like that thirst. that is that is the first time i've ever yeah. actually used anything i've learned in school outside of school so um we're learning i guess i mean science something something productive just happened i guess yeah. but no, yeah, that's gonna, a bad take. I'm telling the dude who who sent that. In, him, you're giving so him the L. absolute L because I'm giving just was I'm not give well thought out. Too. I'm gonna give he, him an L, but I respect it. I do. I do kind of I respect don't. it. I'm you know, I'm just gonna give it an L. I'm gonna give it an L. I, I can't I be. You can't be the nice guy all the time. Me. I'm giving. It's something you need. Sing yeah. about me for dying of thirst to be relevant. Yeah. This is a so bad take. We are gonna go on to our next question from our friend Shane Clark four eight nine, and he is saying. And you're gonna hate this. Get up, get get oh, ready man. to jump. He is saying that Jiddy Jid JID is better than J Cole. Uh, I don't hate W that W, my friend. JID has the best two albums out of the two. I'm a little and old. it's not close. <gasps> JID is huh? a lyricist. He has two albums. <laughs> yeah, and he's got the best two albums between them. Okay, I, I hate your thing. One he's got the say. best two albums between them. He is super interesting with his vocal patterns, his pockets. He's got a great flow. He's unique. Oh, no. Cole just, no. again, I've talked about Cole enough, but JID is definitely better. And, um, you know, my, my friend, Anthony, what do you have to say about this? I, here's, here's all I'll say. Here's all I'll say. I don't hate the original take because I think JID shows more potential. He will be he will um, be so much better. In like I years. think he shows more potential. So I understand why. But if you're saying as of this current moment, I disagree. Um, only for the basis of trap god Bart. Trap god Bart. Uh, no, if you if we're talking about uh the actual what they've done with their career so far, JID has two albums. Two great two two great albums, but Cole has done more with his career. I think uh, Cole has at least let me let me two albums better than both of those albums, and it's KOD in 2014. Forest still drive, Yawn. and then we can get Yawn. those two, uh, the Never Story into Caprio two, and then we can get. But Born Sinner is also right there on that level too. Yawn. and I think I think JID shows more potential. And I would be more excited for his next album. But if J, let's, can you agree with me on this? What? If JID 
doesn't give us something that we think he's going to give us on his next album, are you telling me he's a better artist than Cole? If he disappoints? If he disappoints. So now are you going to say, like, what is he? what is the album out of 10? Six. I still take him. I think that's what if it's worst. hard? All right. What if it's horrible? What if it's a four? Then we get a debate. All right. All right. And see, that's uh, once again, we're we're kind of debating people based off of potential and what we think. Is I think JID happen. is better right now. So right now, you think Cole is better, right? And I think JID he is better. Done, he just hasn't done enough yet. I but I said I admitted that I can see a world where JID where JID is, JID is better. Yeah. I can okay. see it so, vividly. So I'm giving this a W. I'm giving this a W because I think JID drops an eight. So. I think you're gonna. I think he's gonna be great. He's had one of the best single runs of the yeah. year. He's been super. Bro with high. Denzel Curry. He's been the one great. With Conway, a ballads. Ski um, This dude has not missed. Even even his, like his performance. His performance on the Spillage Village album was great. He killed Revenge of the Dreamers three. He was the star of that album. So this dude has been hot. He is gonna come in hot. I have single. all the hope in the world for this man. He's gonna what be great. Was the other single? Um, of what that he dropped? He had four singles. It was, it was ballad, skiggy, ballad, the one with Curry. Rob. Yeah, with Denzel, and then there was a fourth one. one. Uh, I don't even remember. Single one. I'm gonna look this up while you can read the next question. Okay, I'm so, kind of gonna. I'm kind of gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna like be able to forget. This is a great question, and this is again, I think, one of the most underrated rap groups. And this guy's obviously saying that. So, Mahan. Mahana's Mahana's Braden is saying three six mafia is more influential than Wu Tang and hit for hit Juicy J clutter beat Nas in a verse battle. It's called clutter. Wow. Oh yeah, clutter. Clutter was great. That's so cool. okay. So, so read that one more time. Oh, all right. So my man Mahan's by Mahan's Braden, I think is his name. I probably butchered that. Sorry, but yeah, he said that three six mafia is more influential than Wu Tang and hit for hit. Juicy J would beat Nas in a hit battle. Okay, hold on. You got so you got one right. of these at a time. All right. So three six mafia is more influential than Wu Tang. So all right, three six mafia, Memphis rap group, Juicy J, so many interesting collaborators gangsta boo like they they are super influential they have done so much for horrorcore for trap music for southern hip-hop these dudes have you know they're definitely this group is one of the most underrated rap groups in hip-hop history mystic styles is an amazing album doesn't get enough love they're more influential than wu-tang i gotta say thing is we're talking about too much that sprouts from wu-tang i think there's yeah i think there's just too much going on in wu-tang to you know really say that three six is more influential although they did a lot i think wu-tang between you know they're like nine rappers which like 10 of them or five of them are like top 50 top 30 like they are crazy stacked talent wise and those guys have all influenced so much whether that's Ghostface, you know he set the way for so many people rizza of how to be the leader of a hip-hop super group ODB has kind of, you know, started that comedic rap wave. He was a big influence on Eminem. He Method Man too, like Eminem influence and so many other people. I got to go Wu-Tang is more influential. But I, I'm giving you, agree. listen, although I think Wu-Tang is more influential, I'm giving you a W for this take. This is a great take. This is a great take. As I it's just too much sprouts from Wu-Tang. And so, and so the too next, many different yeah, there's too much, there's branches. too much going on over there. I mean, even like, you know, like the, the collaborator guys like Roscoe's, Killer Priest, like you, there is just so much going on there. Um, and this and so next, what was the second one? The next statement we have is that Juicy J 
would beat Nas in a versus battle. So obviously Juicy yeah. J, you know, is the leader of three, six mafia. He has done so much his career from the three, six days to, you know, producing to his solo career. He, I think he beats Nas in a hit battle. You have to realize this oh, is a versus oh, battle. So this, this is based on hits. This is not like obviously songs. So Nas isn't going to just pull out fucking, you know, you know, he's not going to pull out. I gave you power. I mean, I mean, I don't know though, really. Cause thing is, I guess you could do that. Cause I'm trying to think back to the DJ premier versus Riza hit battle. A, it's, and it's Nas did. Battle. I mean, premier premier pulled out, but a versus battle is a hit battle. That's what a hit battle is. I mean, it's, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the, what they created, but they don't play, you know, deep cuts. Not some, they're not going to play dance or one mic. I don't know if they will play so one is, mic. This one is mic. just such an insignificant question. Then you're like saying he is more like, upbeat hits than Nas does. All right. This is what I'm going to say. Okay. This is what I'm going to say. If we're going by, you know, overall songs head to head, it's Nas, but in a hit battle or in a versus battle, it's Juicy J. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you W here, my man. Listen, you, you went two and zero with W's and um, you know, these were great points, great questions. And even if I disagree with some of it, this is, this is a great point. This is a coherent take, super smart and super respectable. So um, fat W's. Fat W's all around. So um we got again so many what do you think? You so you're going you're going Nas on that versus battle? I mean, once again, it's kind of weird because it really depends what you consider hits and what you don't. So like it's a little, but if we're saying who has the better songs, it's Nas. Like of course, of course, yeah. That's not we're not we're not debating. It's Nas. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, I guess hit battle, I mean, sure, but it's kind of weird. It's like a little insignificant, like a little irrelevant that you're like, he just has more hits. That's like, okay, Drake could probably beat Nas in a hit battle. Like, oh, yeah, doesn't mean he's obviously. a better artist. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Kind of, kind of weird. We got, we got a Kanye question. This is a question talking about uh, Mr. West. <laughs> My Mr. man, West. Forever Hype 100 is saying that Kitsy Ghost is the best thing that Kanye West has done since 2010. So, mm-hmm. Since my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, so I'm gonna we're not counting my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but you know, watch the throne, Jesus, cruel summer, even I guess if you wanted to throw that in this mix. Um, what else? You, you know do? what it is? Life, life of Pablo, Kidsy Ghosts, and yeah, you know yeah Jesus. So those are all the albums he's made. He's saying that Kidsy Ghosts is the best one out of that. I gotta say no. I think Jesus does so much with its production, with its soundscape. It becomes one of the most unique rap rap albums of all time. It's super interesting. It's super great. And, you know, even though Kanye's lyricism was kind of whack on it, Kanye still nailed it out of the park on that record. And I think Life of Pablo is a modern day masterpiece. It embodies everything that, you know, Kanye does to the max. It puts, you know, it's all over the place, but it's amazing. I I always say this about Life of Pablo. It's the messiest masterpiece of all time. So what do you think? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Life of Pablo is for sure. Yeah. But... Instead of Jesus, I'm going yay. Woo! You know, you Scorching know I hot. love yay. Scorching you hot. You know I love yay. I think yay gets absolutely shit Yay is on. great, but I don't think it's better than Kitsy Ghost. I mean, it just. I think it is. It. I, I just think, think yeah. you're taking, you're taking. Now, here's what I'm going to say about Kitsy Ghost. I think Kitsy, I think Ghost, Kitsy hits- Ghost is a resolution yeah. to yay. They play because well I think when you, I just think yay is vital for Kanye as a person yeah. and as an artist. Of course, of course. I think you need Ye in, in Kanye's discography. And I think it's 
perfect for what it is. I think it's, I, I think, think, yeah. I, just, I, I just think say, when I you think, take, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to let you finish, but I'm just okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let you finish, but you know oh, what that means. You know me what finish. that means. I'm gonna let you finish, but you know what that means. For all my Kanye fans out there, you know what that means. I think Ye is the perfect prelude to Kid C Ghost, but I think Kid C Ghost is so much better. I just think Ye, you know, I think Kanye just upped his own performance, and you add Kid Cudi that Kid Cudi to that mix. It just makes a combination they can't really beat. I think when it comes to mental health albums, which by the way is the dude that Kanye is the dude that everybody had always asked since square one, what is going on in that man's mental? What is that dude doing? They've asked that his entirety of his life, the entirety of it. And this is the album that beautifully sums it up from everything, the eerie, the eerie I thought about killing you all the way through almost the sinful and apologetic Violent um, crimes, yeah, and violent crimes. It's great. It's great. Higher, except for all mine, which doesn't really. I was fit. just going to bring but that besides, up. All mine, yeah. Besides all mine, all mine doesn't really fit. But I think that Yay is. Su- and I notice how I didn't say Jesus. I think they're all right there. Let's make that known when it comes to the question. It's like the life of Pablo, and then right here is Jesus, Kidsy, Ghosts, and Yay. They're all right here, and I'm going to perfect per personally take. Yay over Kids See Ghosts. And I know it's going to be a scorching hot take. It's, I know there may be like fair. three souls on earth who agree with me. It's fair. But I think that it's a more re- well-rounded album. It's deeper. It's more meaningful. And I think that ultimately uh, Kids See Ghosts is a resolution to Yay. Two seven-song albums out of the Wyoming Project. I think that they were beautiful back-to-back. And I think, honestly, if he makes them one big album with like a – Side A and a side B. I was saying this. I was oh. saying this like when it came out that they should have been in one whole album. Maybe you'd have to throw Cuddy in there for the continuity. I don't know what the fuck you want to do. But I but think you can no, throw I, Cuddy in for all of Party Next Door's parts. Yeah, you, you could. He's got a lot of parts on that record. I yeah, think, too. yeah, no, I think they play into each other. I think you put them together. <laughs> there. I think you put them together, you get a product that maybe is better. It might be his best work since 2010. It probably is. You put those two together, you you get something that is huge. And um, all right, so we've been doing this for a while. We are going to answer one more question coming from Brandon Le, and he is saying that, and this is a hot take. He is saying that Le two, not three L. I mean, not not two E's. It's Brandon L E. So I'm assuming that's Le. It's not Lee. But my man is saying that Baby on Baby is better than. Kendrick Lamar's Spimba Butterfly. What do you think? Absolutely. It's like, that's an obvious take. Why wouldn't you? Do you want to hear what I'd say? Yeah. W. W. And so. W. This, this was great. And so, um, you know. Uh, that, that is all the questions we're going to be answering for this episode. And we are just going to play one more segment. We're going to start off a brand new segment of this show. Obviously, it's brand new. This is the debut episode. But we're going to do one more thing, and we're going to try to do this episode to episode. So this little mini-series is called Let's Go or Let Go. So obviously, if you let's if, go. If, so what, what we're gonna how we're gonna do this is, and I want everyone at home. I'll probably post these on my you know Instagram polls with the Let Go or Let's Go. But if you like it. You know, you're going to let's go. And if you don't like it, you're going to let go. If you know, so obviously, you know, let's go positive. The thumbs up, let go. The baby, yeah. Is the, the baby, thumbs yeah. down. 
<laughs> Let's go. So we are going to quickly talk about a couple of the albums that are going to drop this tonight. And we're going to see how our predictions hold up. So this will come out on the Monday. So you guys will already probably have heard plugs. I met too. You'll hear my thoughts, but I want to put on record my prediction, your prediction for Benny, the butchers plugs. I met too. First of all, answer it. You know, you can give an explanation, but what do you think? Let's go or let go. Let's go. Let's go. I believe in it. I think that it's worse than his last Three. Couple. His three major records. Yes, Sorry his three that, major. Right? I don't think it's as good as Burden of Proof. I don't think it's as good as Plugs I Met 2. Uh, Plugs I Met 1, I'm sorry. And I don't think it's as good as Tana Talk because Tana yeah. Talk is just the best album. They're, they're, all, they're all great, is, yeah. It's great. Yeah. And, you know, Plugs I Met 1 is the OG. However, I think it's a great album, and I would love it. You got to love Benny. Yeah, 100%. I think this record, um, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit nervous on it. I'm, I'm a bit nervous on it, so I'm going to start off with my explanation, and then I'll give you my answer. Why am I nervous on this? Because of the features. I, as soon as I saw French Montana on it, I got a little nervous. I started to say, shit, what the fuck is going on in Griselda? But at the same time, you look at these guys' track records, especially Benny. This dude is never let down. He's one of the hottest rappers in the game right now. And although I'm disappointed that Plugs 1 featured Conway, Jadakiss, um, Pusha T, Black Thought, etc. And now your best feature is Two Chains, and Two Chains is great, but you know great he's, no, he's no Black Thought. He's no Black Thought. And I mean, you know, you have Jim Jones too, who's also great, but again, he's no Black Thought. He's no Jadakiss. You he's know, no I'm I'm a little no worried. Yeah, he's no Pusher. I'm a little worried, but I know Benny's not going to let down. It's just a question of if we're going to get an average Benny project or if we're going to get another really good album, and he's going to keep his streak as the hottest rapper in the game. I think, so, I think he uses them to their, to their so, like pro their, oh, no, they, I what think, they do well. Yeah. And I mean, the track I think he lives, gives yeah. French Montana a hook at a most. hook and it kills. I that's, I'm hoping he kills it. I think again, he's working with Harry fraud. Who's a great producer. And he just did an album with Jim Jones, the fraud department, which was good. I gave it a 7.3 out of 10, which if you guys know how I review albums, that's a high score. The chemistry was good. And French Montana was also on that. So, I'm going to give this maybe Harry for the fraud likes French Montana. Maybe he just, yeah, maybe they're friends. I mean, maybe he owes him a favor. I don't know. Maybe he owes him money. <laughs> An IOU. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. You want to be on um, a good rapper's album for once? Yeah. You know, hop on right here, but um, I'm going to give this a let's go. Cause yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. On, this is give great. me a little bit more excitement with it. Like, a, let's you know, go. <laughs> Rick Joseph. That's a million but, dollars. But no, I do think it'll be great. And for um the other albums that are dropping the static selecta and code of the friend album, super excited. Static selecta is an amazing producer and he will be on next episode actually. Well, indirectly he won't, you know, we won't be talking to him face to face, but a couple months ago I had the chance to have a conversation with him, ask him some questions before he even announced this album, but we're going to be going over everything, all the information he gave me. There will be an album that he has made that we're going to announce that it's, you know, it's done. We don't know when it's going to come out, but we have a real album announcement. You know, this is some big shit. This is the biggest news I've ever leaked. So y'all better be here for the next episode. But I'm super excited for this. I think Static is the perfect partner for Coda. I think he'll bring everything that Coda needs. And I think this record is going to be great. I think it might end up being Coda's best, maybe even Static's, which would be huge, you know, because he's got a great catalog. I trust in Static. I trust in Static. I don't know if I trust in Coda yet. But, but I think if I'm going to trust Coda with anything, I'm going to trust him with Static. 
I, I, I got to agree with you. I'm going to give this. Static selector. I'm going to give this another let's go. <laughs> let's go. And, and for our third album that is actually, you know, like a big album, we have Guadap 400 or Guadap 400's new album. Um, I honestly don't know much about this guy. I've never actually checked out anything he's done outside of the Revenge of the Dreamers 3 stuff. I, I have no expectations for this, really. So Guadap. I don't know. I mean, he he. Had, I feel like you know, we can't was, give it. A, I'm just like an accurate. Let's go. Or let I'm go. gonna give it mm. a. I'm gonna give it here. We're we're gonna add a neutral button to this series, and that's just gonna be Dang. a. Huh. It's gonna be a huh. It's gonna be ha. a huh. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give this a huh. So I'm gonna give that a huh. And I'm definitely gonna. I'm gonna be reviewing all of ha. those albums over the weekend. So you know, obviously, click the so link. Everybody, stay up to date. Fantastic underscore hip hop. Of course, and um, you know, I'm sure by the time this show comes out, Rap Madness is gonna be super. You know, we're gonna probably be almost gonna be popping. Yeah, and it's gonna be that's gonna be going crazy. I wonder who's gonna win that. Um, you know, we got a lot of big things coming up, so this is gonna be super exciting. Next weekend, I mean, next week, next week, next episode, we're gonna be talking about our conversation with Static Selecta, which is absolutely huge. Shout out to Static. And we're going to be talking about all these new records. We're going to have a bunch of segments. We'll also answer some fan questions, not as many, but we'll try to answer maybe like two to three each episode. So this is great. I really did enjoy this. I think this show is going to be great. I hope you guys love it. Thank you all for tuning in. And any suggestions you have, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment it down in the comments below. If you're not, you guys know where to hit me up on Instagram, email me, DM me, do whatever the hell you want to communicate with me. I'll answer. Um, I appreciate everyone who sat through all of this and make sure to follow again, Anthony on his account, Anthony dot underscore justice, right? On Instagram. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, That's sir. the account. And, um, you know, we're going to be working a lot. And I just want to um, say something super quick. I know probably most of you guys can't see my face, but today we, um, you know, I copped something super funny. I bought a new chain. I went over to Ike's box and I bought this, Bart, I bought this Bart Trap Simpson God. chain of, you know, um, some of you guys may know it as Trap God Bart, but the actual <laughs> picture of Bart is that he has, you know, a pink fur on Trap God. He's holding up a cell phone and he's flexing, which for those who don't know, I'll probably put this on the camera. I'll try to show it on, um, you know, the YouTube video because I can actually show visuals there. This is a hip hop reference to the iconic photo of Cameron from Rockefeller Records from the Diplomats in his pink fur, which is one of the most iconic hip hop photos of all time. And, um, you know, this chain is super funny. I saw it today. Obviously, you know, I was out Icebox shopping with little baby and little Dirk. And, you know, I just had to buy it. I had to pick it up. And you know, um, shout out to How Cameron. Much? It was um, you know, it was about like three G's sent me back, you know, something light. But three G's, um, three racks. Know, we um, you know, three we copped it, and I just, you know, I was thinking about Cameron and Cam the legend. And um, I think you know, there's gonna be a lot again. We're gonna explore a lot in these next episodes. I thought this was a great three pilot. And again, thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you everyone for supporting. I love all y'all. Fantastic hip hop, Mr. Fantastic Anthony. We're signing out. Peace. Peace. Stop.